I'm an apostle. That's right, I'm an apostle. I had a vision of Jesus Christ. I went to heaven and he made me an apostolic prophet to the nations. All the details of my encounter with Jesus in this episode of Churchpreneurs. Let's get this. Welcome to this episode of Churchpreneur's Podcast. My name is Richard Moore. In this podcast, I talk about everything that's moving me in relation to church and theology, hopefully to empower you in your ministry, church, Bible study, theological understanding, and most importantly, your personal growth in Christ. You heard it right, folks. I'm an apostle. Um, I wanted to share an encounter, an awesome, awesome encounter that I had with Jesus Christ um, many, many years ago, um, Jesus Christ walked into my bathroom while I was in the bathtub. And he told me that I will be an apostolic prophet to the nations. And he said to me, uh, you will be an apostle of apostles. You'll be a prophet to prophets, he said, and uh, you'll prophesy over kings, queens, presidents, prime ministers, and above the United Nations even. Uh, Jesus was so brilliant. I just remember him. He was so brilliant and wonderful. It, it was hard to look at him. He was so radiant. His face radiated, um, and, and he was lovely. Uh, I felt what I felt like then, uh, electricity course through my body. Uh, what did Jesus look like, you might ask? Um, he had a day-old beard, um, and his eyes were as blue as the ocean. His hair was down to about his shoulders, and he was blonde. Um, and I, I looked deep into his eyes, and, and uh, when I did that, I saw the world in his eyes. Uh, he told me to look into his eyes. And then he said, I'll make you a prophet of the nations. Uh, when I looked into his eyes, he, he took me in that moment uh, into the throne room of heaven. I was raptured and raptured into the throne room. And then he uh, said, I, I have something to give you. And I was so in awe of being in the throne room. But, but immediately I, was, I found myself in the library of heaven. He said to me, uh, my son, choose any book out of the library of heaven that you want. And I looked around and I saw the book of Acts 29. I said, Lord, what is this book of Acts 29? There is no Acts 29 in the Bible. He said, when you take this book back to the earth, it will spark a global end times revival, a harvest that will bring in the billions of people on the earth. It will precipitate and advance my return. Take this back with you and you'll be a forerunner of the new wineskin and I will create a forerunner generation through you to enable my return. I was shocked and awed. I was 
entranced. Um, and there, uh, as we were in the throne room, a blazing golden chariot of fire came down into the library uh, uh, where we were. And I was shocked. What is this golden uh, chariot of fire? And Jesus said, get in and you'll receive the mantle of Elijah. I got in. I, I couldn't do anything else. Um, and in the blink of an eye, we were back in my bathroom and I was back in the bathtub. And I was looking around, shocked at what had happened. Then Jesus touched me on the forehead with, with two of his fingers right here. And he gave me the great downloads of the secrets of the kingdom. And then I felt, actually, Acts 29 being downloaded into my new man wineskin. He gave me this new man. He gave me glimpses into all the secrets of the kingdom. As he turned to leave, he, he turned around and looked me straight in the eye. I remember it with a deep longing. And he asked me, will you do this? Will you be my apostle to the nations? Will you be my forerunner? And then he said, history will tell if you are my forerunner apostle. You know, oh, I forgot actually uh, to say that uh, Jesus told me this uh, all the while. Uh, I was in the bathtub. Um, and then he said, uh, you will be no one's second fiddle apostle. You will play second fiddle to no one. Not any apostles that walk the earth today. Uh, you will not play a second fiddle to anyone. You have my new revelations. You have Acts 29 downloaded. And you will be the forerunner to bring back my return. Now, people, viewers out there, good uh, churchpreneurs, good uh, exegetes of scripture. Do you think my vision is ridiculous? And my claim to be an apostle or a prophet preposterous? Well, um, you would be right. Um, all those claims that I just made to you right now are preposterous. They are fallacious. They are salacious. They are ridiculous. Um, but I have some bad news for you. All those things included in my fake vision and encounter with Jesus Christ are things that have been claimed by other prophets and apostles in the New Apostolic Reformation or the NAR movement. The vision that you just heard me share is an amalgamation or a construct of a few supposed true visions that people received and have claimed having similar encounters. Uh, and at the end of the show, stay tuned till the end because I will share who had each vision and which uh, person uh, had which part of that vision. Um, it sounds ridiculous and it, it is quite uh, salacious, quite 
fantastical. It is ridiculous. You are correct, viewer, to be wondering what has happened to Richard. <laughs> Am I in the right place? Um, yeah, hopefully you stayed through me through, through it with me to the end, and we're like, what is going on with Richard? Oh no, he has turned. Um, no, I have not turned. I was doing that for effect because these people have all claimed every single thing. I've changed some details, like the book of Acts 29. Um, that was something else, but it was an extra book of the Bible. Um, and so I'll go over all that. Um, so here's what's happening um, in this movement. The vision that you just heard me share is, like I said, a, 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 an amalgamation of all these different types of visions that people have claimed in the movement. Um, all the dreams and encounters and, and everything appearing to them, giving them information to hand down to their followers. So when people say they have a vision of Jesus Christ, what's the point of their vision, typically? Let's just ask that question up front. Three things. The first thing that they want you to know is that they are more spiritual than you. And by the very nature of their vision, you should honor, revere, and possibly even obey them and what they have said, what their, these are their imaginations. Uh, second thing that's happening typically when people claim visions of Jesus Christ is you are meant to heed and obey the words that Jesus told them. This uh, undermines, first of all, the authority of Scripture. Because uh, if Jesus told them something, in principle, it is as authoritative as Scripture and worthy of obedience. If Jesus told, let's just say, that if Jesus appeared to me right now and told me to relay a message to my audience, that word has the authority or ought to have the same authority as Scripture because Jesus is saying it. He is God. He has written the Scriptures through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Inspired men of God wrote, as Peter says. And so um, if I have a vision and Jesus is asking me to relay something to you, as a message, typically these all these people's visions have messages included in the vision. They didn't just see Jesus for no reason. They wanted Jesus wanted to relay a message to the listener or to the people's listener who's telling these visions. And that undermines the authority of Scripture because Jesus told them something that is as authoritative as Scripture, and it ought to be worthy of obedience. If Jesus said it, it's as if it was Scripture. And if Jesus told them something to do, then we must obey it. The third thing that's happening in uh, these, these <laughs> visions, if you want to call them that, um, these imaginations of these teachers, uh, I would note that um, historically, everyone who has claimed to have a vision of Jesus Christ were cult leaders. Let me say that again. Historically, every one who has claimed to have visions of Jesus Christ were cult leaders. Joseph Smith, Mary Baker Eddy, David Koresh, Sungmun Moon, the Moonies. Um, that's what happens in, these, um, in these, these visions. These visionaries, they have these visions, and Joseph Smith wrote a new scripture text. Uh, many other leaders who have claimed visions of Jesus Christ have started cults. 
and moved away from Christian orthodoxy. So let's just go through here a few scriptures to uh, show you that visions and dreams are um, ubiquitous, uh, unnecessary, and that you should um, really just ignore anyone who has claimed they've had a vision of Jesus Christ. So in Colossians 2, verse 18, Paul writes, uh, interestingly enough, Paul had had a vision of Jesus Christ. He uh, visited him uh, as an apostle, and he went to heaven, um, had a vision of heaven. That's described in his, when he's describing his thorn in the flesh. But Paul, even Paul himself, having had a vision of Jesus Christ, wrote these words in Colossians 2, verse 18. Let no one disqualify you, insisting on asceticism and worship of angels, going on in detail about visions, puffed up without reason by his sensuous mind. Anyone who goes on in detail, and that's what these things are, people in the NAR who are these teachers, they'll go on for 15, 20, 30 minutes about their vision, not preaching the text of Scripture, funny enough. These people don't teach, preach the text of Scripture. They teach their stories and their visions and their dreams and their um, encounters with Jesus Christ. I have heard countless stories, countless visions. That's why I know all these things. Um, and they go on in detail, as Paul says. Interestingly enough, things haven't changed since Paul's time. People will continue to go on in detail about the vision. And what is? why are they doing that? He says, puffed up without reason by their sensuous minds. These people are sensuous. They have, they're puffed up. That means they're arrogant. They're they're, uh, uh, they're narcissists, basically, and uh, they are puffed up without reason by their sensuous minds. So Paul says, first of all, don't let anyone disqualify you. These people were teaching that uh, uh, teaching asceticism, the worship of angels, and they were going on in detail about visions. So they had three things that these false teachers that Paul is warning us here against. Paul is warning us against these guys who taught asceticism and worship of angels, and went on in detail about visions. So he's warning people not to let those false teachers disqualify you. So how would you be disqualified, according to Paul here, if you would go along with their visions, if you would become ascetic, if you would worship angels, you would be disqualified in, in the faith. And so Paul is saying here, do not let anyone disqualify you by their sensuous mind, with puffed up, without reason, by their arrogance, they're trying to deceive you. So don't let it happen. That's Colossians 2, verse 18. Then uh, in Revelation 22, 18 through 19, the famous passage that talks about um, adding to or taking away from the scriptures. So it says, uh, John the Revelator is writing at the end of Revelation, I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. That's Revelation 22, verse 18 through 19. So John the Revelator is warning, do not add to these revelations and visions. And people in the NAR and teachers in the NAR who insist that they have seen Jesus Christ and insist you pay attention, 
they are going to have the uh, the the plagues described in this book added to their judgment. Wow. Um, uh, I do not want to uh, be around or near that person on the day of judgment. Um, so, and God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. So, um, going back to the, the vision that I had created, my amalgamation, my prophetic calling, um, there's, there's all sorts of things happening here. So you think like, Richard, the bathtub, really? Yes, Chris Vallotton says he had an encounter with Jesus while he was in his bathtub. Jesus walked into his bathroom while he was in the bathtub, embarrassing, um, and said, and said, you'll be a prophet to the nations. Um, and as well, he saw Jesus, the world or the globe in Jesus' eyes. There, the nice Aryan Jesus that I explained to you, the blonde hair, blue eyed, day old beard Jesus, that was a prophetess in Germany um, prophesying in a church nearby. Um, I saw it on a live stream. I saw it with my own eyes. Um, and she prophesied that she saw this Jesus, and Jesus hugged her then, this Aryan-type Jesus, blonde hair, blue-eyed, day-old beard Jesus, um, and he um, raptured her into their sanctuary where he showed her the world. Um, then you got the electric Jesus, the Jesus who electrifies us. Uh, Bill Johnson has described his experience that in the middle of the night, he woke up and there was electricity coursing through his body. Todd White was knocked out by the power of Benny Hinn. Benny Hinn has electricity all around him all the time. He's throwing out that electric charge, the electric Jesus. Um, then there's the heaven Jesus. And here we know every single Sid Roth guest, outside of maybe a few, have been to heaven and seen Jesus there. So that was also included. All those uh, heaven Jesuses where you go to heaven, I kind of put those all together into one neat package. Uh, then the extra book of the Bible, Jesus, uh, that's Brian Simmons. Brian Simmons went to heaven, to the library of heaven, and Jesus gave him an extra book of the uh, uh, Gospel of John. So not making that up either. I just changed it to Acts 29. Um, let's see, prophet to the nations, kings, presidents, etc. Chris Vallotton says this, claims that Jesus told him that he'll be a prophet to the nations. Um, a globe in the eyes of Jesus, that's every NAR vision. I've heard several NAR visions of Jesus lately, and they all have the globe. Chris Vallotton had, Jesus had the globe in his eyes. And I wonder who's copying actually who here in their visions. Uh, is Chris Vallotton copying someone else, or is everyone copying Chris Vallotton? So that's a real thing. I've heard these lately. Um, let's see. Throne room Jesus. Again, every Sid Roth guest gets their... Uh, ticket punched to the throne room of heaven. They get uh, the heaven tourism trend that was really popular back in the, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, heaven tourism was real popular. And even the boy who wrote the, the I think the boy who went to heaven, uh, I forget the title, he actually said the whole thing was fabricated. My parents forced me to, my father or whoever forced him to, and Lifeway has since actually uh, uh, depublished it or taken it off. Um, so, Heaven tourism trend was quite popular. The download Jesus, Jesus downloaded uh, into Brian Simmons uh, all sorts of uh, secrets to the to the Hebrew, to the Aramaic, and to the Greek, so that he could translate the Bible into a proper translation. So that's the download Jesus. 
Um, then the forerunner Jesus or the forerunner apostle, the forerunner prophet, that's Mike Bickle uh, from IHOP, who has uh, sadly uh, come under some scrutiny now. Um, and um, we hope that uh, those, those allegations will be thoroughly investigated and the truth will come out. Um, but he's a forerunner apostle. Um, he's actually, I've looked at some Bickle uh, things lately, and they actually believe that their church, their movement, is going to bring about the return of Jesus Christ. They're, this is what's so wild to me. Um, nobody is going to bring about the return of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has a time and the day set from eternity past when he will return. We cannot hasten the day that Jesus Christ will return. With any fasting, with any 24-7 prayer movement, nothing can hasten the day of Jesus Christ's return. The date and the hour and the time has set by the Father's predetermined will from all of eternity. Sorry. <laughs> there they're kidding themselves to think that there any prophecy, anything that they could do could hasten the day of Jesus Christ. They can't do it. They're not forerunners. Um, Jesus will come back um, when he has chosen by the Father's eternal counsel. Sorry. Um, that's just a side note. Sorry. Okay. Got off on a tangent there. Um, then the golden chariot, Jesus. I just was listening as well, like I said, to Mike Bickle. He said a golden chariot plopped down, and he and Jesus told him to get in it. Um, what do these things hasten back to? I mean, who was the one who had a golden chariot come down, a chariot of fire come down from heaven and take him to heaven? It was Elijah. He did not pass away. So there's Enoch who did not pass away. Uh, God took him. Uh, Elijah did not pass away. And so these people in hum human history, um, they did not pass away. And so they're basically setting themselves up as as good as, at least as good as those, those characters in Scripture. So these people are puffed up by their sensuous minds. That's what the Bible says about them. If someone tells you, I've seen Jesus, or I've had a vision of Jesus Christ, or God told me, or Jesus told me, I give you permission to mark and avoid them. Ignore them. Do not listen to them, and move on with your life. Read the Scriptures. Study the Scriptures. Pray to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, give him your supplication and your and your prayers. Go to church and be involved in your community. The church, a faithful Bible preaching church. I hope you have one. Um, if you don't, and you're looking for one. Please uh, hit me in the comments. I'd love to help you find one if I can. Um, go to a Bible believing, Jesus loving, Jesus honoring, preaching exegetical expository preaching church and get fed. Um, we have what we need in the scriptures. We have all we need in the pages of Holy Scripture. Jesus is not going to speak more than, than is in here. The apostles and the prophets' teachings are canonized. We don't need more. We don't need less. We don't. We have everything we need. Actually, the the theology, the perspicuity of Scripture, tells us that this Scripture is for us, and that it's understandable for us. Everything we need is understandable. We can understand it. We don't have to decode anything. It's not um, ambiguous. We can understand Jesus and what he means for us to walk in his will through these pages. You don't need visions. You don't need dreams. You don't need revelations. You don't need encounters. You don't need to go to heaven. You have everything you need in the pages of Holy Scripture. Read it. 
study it, know it, and believe it, and believe the gospel. And so if you're watched this far with me today, it's a short one today, ignore these people. If, peop- if anyone ever says, you look at a sermon or you're in a church and someone says that they had an encounter with Jesus Christ, he revealed himself to them, they went to heaven, they, whatever, um, had a vision, had a dream, had a revelation, ignore them. Ignore them. Mark and avoid anyone who opposes sound doctrine, the scripture says in Romans 16, verse 17. You have my permission to mark and avoid them. They are false teachers, false prophets, false apostles. Paul says there are false apostles, just like the devil clothes himself as an angel of light. So also false apostles seek to gain your uh, faithfulness and your trust, and they're false. So you're welcome to ignore them. Anyways, uh, if you've uh, watched to this point, I beg you and ask you to trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that he died in your place on the cross on your behalf so that you could have peace with God by faith and repentance you can be saved. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, what are you waiting for? He's promised us eternal life by faith in him. And so I pray and beg you beg you to do that today. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Churchpreneurs. If you liked it, give me a thumbs up, leave a comment, write a review, pass it on to all your friends, and that would really help me get this content out there. Uh, you can find out more information at my website at richardpmore.net, uh, richardpmore.net. I also blog at richardpmore.blogspot.com. You're welcome to follow me on X if you still do that kind of thing. My X handle is at richardpmore23. You can also email me at churchpreneurs at gmail.com. That's C-H-U-R-C-H-E-P-R-E-N-E-U-R-S at gmail.com. If you have any ideas for a podcast or any comments or questions, please reach out on one of those platforms. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, God bless and take care.